0: What is going on my podcast, listeners, is your host, Val Matuszewski, and I'm going to get right into it so we don't waste any time, and last time when we did this, I honestly thought I was going to go over the spine in 30 minutes, but as in good fashion, I ended up, you know, just blabbing my self away and I'm going to put my headphones away because I got a weird echo when I use it. Um, So today we're going to kind of go on to part two and end up talking about the thoracic spine. So last time we went over the neck, what exercises to be doing, what tends to happen to a lot of people with neck pain, what I've seen in my experience with trained people and also my experience in the clinic. So today we're going to move down a segment a little bit and talk about the thoracic spine. So before I get into it, if you haven't watched or listened to part one of this, um, I highly, highly recommend you hit the show notes and go check that out. And what we're going to do is, once again, highly, highly recommend that you watch this episode because we're gonna go through a lot of different exercises a lot of anatomy photos things like that and without further ado let's just get into it so I'm gonna go right into the screen share and share my desktop with you boom I'm gonna make myself bigger again come on You'd think by now I would be uh, a pro at this, but... um, Okay, so same photo we used last time just to make it a little bit easier for you guys. But essentially what we have here is our entire spine. We have our um, cervical spine, our thoracic spine, lumbar spine. So today we're going to focus on this section here, the thoracic. And if I had to you know, pinpoint a common scenario or trend with the people I work with, and I would say probably 90% of the people out there, they deal with a lot of thoracic issues. So the most common one is just because, like I am right now, sitting, and we do this 8 to 12 hours a day for some people, And this shit is definitely going to get tight. So we know that, you know, when we place a stress on our body, our body adapts to it. So an example is we exercise. It's a form of stress. We adapt to it. And, you know, our bodies are trying to get more efficient at it. And with that being said, if we're placing a stress of sitting – our bodies are going to try to adapt to that stress to be more efficient at it. So if I'm in this forward hunched position, the surrounding musculature that surrounds my spine is going to tighten and lengthen at certain areas to put us in this posture Because it takes a lot of energy to go from one posture to another. So just like you sitting for a while and then you sitting up, sometimes it takes a bit. And that's your body going, oh, shit, we're expending some energy. And, you know, I don't like expending energy right because our body is like to be in a state of homeostasis where everything is groovy everything is fine and doesn't need to you know do that a little extra bit so in this case if we are sitting every single day for eight to 12 hours our body's gonna adapt to that to make us more efficient to get into those sitting postures so what we're left with is the section of our spine being super super stiff so when i Example of this is most people will be able to take their spine into flexion very easily. But when it comes to extension or rotation left to right, it tends to be stiff, rough, and doesn't feel that great. So what happens when, say, this section of the spine doesn't move the way it should? Where do you think our bodies are going to make up for that range of motion? So we already spoke about the cervical spine. So that's one area. But then the other area is going to be the lumbar spine. So we literally have these two sections that are made to be stable joints. And the thoracic spine right in the middle it's kind of like a sandwich where it needs to be able to move freely and the other two sections are not designed to actually move that freely. So what's going to happen, we get neck pain and low back pain. I would almost, you know, put a I mean, guarantee or a close to a guarantee that when people have low back pain or neck pain, and you check their thoracic mobility, it's usually pretty terrible. So that being said, um if I can get someone's thoracic spine to move a little bit better, then a lot of the low back and neck stuff tends to go away. So one of the things I want to go through as well is look at a few anatomy photos of the back. So I'm going to save this really quick and then pop it up. Save, because we're gonna kind of go from the deep musculature to the larger ones that tend to be there. So the big thing here, there's a lot of words that are based out of Latin uh, origin, but we're not gonna go down that path. But if you look at the spine model here, right, this is what we were looking at on the side we have a lot of musculature that kind of goes down from the neck down into our hip joints. So when we look at this musculature here, like they're also known as the paraspinals, but if you want very, very specific muscle by muscle, here's the long list. We're not gonna go through all of them, but I wanted to kind of paint a more visual on this. So when these muscles, don't get challenged in the way that they're supposed to, they end up getting tight. They get into atrophy, meaning that they'll, you know, become weak. So other things need to tighten up that will prevent us from, I'll prevent us, but promote us to fall into that foregrounded posture. But another thing where I wanted to go, not even from a inactive standpoint, I want to get into people that are very active. So, You know, you kind of see this in more so CrossFit, also Olympic weightlifting, but more so those like weekend warrior type of people, where they want to move their bodies in a way that requires a lot of prerequisites, and then again, their body has to adapt to that stress, and usually leaves them with more issues than you know solutions. So. What happens with these muscles, they almost overdevelop because you get the typical weekend warrior that used to be a athlete back in college. They, you know, became you know, a desk jockey like everybody does, and they still want to feel that athleticism, so they decide to, you know, do barbell snatches, barbell cleans, deadlift squats, because that's what they did in university, in high school, whatever it is. But when you look at those specific movements, it requires a lot of thoracic extension, right? So if you think about a back squat, you need to have this section of your body, the thoracic spine that we're focusing on today, being able to extend properly so then you can place the barbell on your back and then be able to squat down and up but a lot of times say that thoracic spine that we have there's certain sections that is super tight because we're here all day and now we've adapted that when we go exercise we've created these things called hinge points i've done a whole episode about hinge points that you should definitely check out and what happens there is the musculature surrounding an area where the hinge point happens overdevelops? So these paraspinals almost like stick out on the back. So if you, maybe I can actually even find a photo. And I think I've done this before. Uh, I type here. Uh, I'm gonna go with the CrossFitter back. Actually, this is maybe this one. I'm gonna save this guy. I always get worried when I type in something for CrossFit because usually it's something terrible. But So if we look at this back, and it's not necessarily CrossFitter. It's just more so like a photo shoot thing. But these are the muscles I'm talking about here is the paraspinal. So if this is her spine that runs from the top down to the bottom, you have her paraspinals here. And again, this is not a bad thing and hers are not overly developed. Like I've literally seen in clinic, some of the crossfitters and even power or people that are the, those weekend warriors that literally just do those compound lifts all the time because that's what they know. Um, they overdevelop those muscles that surround the spine to a point where it almost looks like two loaves of bread and like, you can like poke at it and it's just like rock hard. And like they've been to physio and they try to get some dry needling and then the needle actually bends in half because this is so like, can like granite. And when we get to that point, we run into some issues, right? So say in this photo, for example, our T-spine kind of starts here and kind of ends around here before it goes into the lumbar spine, the spine. So imagine if this section across kind of the shoulders, if you had to imagine like a barbell back squat, low bar position, doesn't really move. But this section here is going to have to move more to make up for the Immobility that the thoracic spine above has, so then these muscles are going to work so much more than the muscles here, and then this will become overdeveloped and eventually lead to pain, discomfort. Um, every time you squat down, you just feel these like fire like crazy, and now we have a problem, right? So it kind of goes both ways. Like if you're inactive, you'll get you know pain in different spots in the spine, and then if you're overly active or are active but don't have the mobility requirements or movement requirements, then you can also deal with a whole host of issues, right? So this is the stuff that people need to understand that when they decide to join a gym or get back into things, like do you have the right equipment, not gym equipment, like the equipment in our bodies to actually perform certain movements? You know, like I see this all the time where people are really motivated to exercise again they join a gym they join a friends class they join whatever gym out there and they start doing exercises that are not necessarily you know great for their anatomy or great right there and then and then they develop in certain places or overdevelop like in this crossfit example and lead to injury and now you can't do the thing that you love right so this is the stuff that people don't know, people don't even pay attention to, and all they want to do is that. But um, let's look at some more anatomy before we get into you know, how we can fix um, our back issues. <laughs> uh, back muscles, that's what I was looking at. Um, I think we'll use this guy. And we're going to save this. And let's open it up. All right. Uh, I wish it was a little bit clearer. Maybe I'll move myself down here. Okay. So looking at our spine again, if you look at the whole back musculature, there is a lot going on. So if we look at a superficial level, you know, we have our traps and I can go down a whole rabbit hole about this, but a lot of times when we try to move through our thoracic spine and it's not happening, these upper traps especially will become overactive because like how many people have complained that every time they exercise, they always kind of do this. And a lot of it is like, because they can't move through here, this has to move a lot more Then this gets all jammed up. And it's a whole whole thing that we need to get through. Um, But what I really wanted to show is the musculature here, kind of like where your rhomboids are, um, your rotator cuff, those are usually the culprits that tend to get weakened, get shorn because of our forward posture. So now we have this individual that has this forward posture. And again, I'm exaggerating because not everyone is like walking around like this. But they tend to get really, really weak. And when it comes to exercise and moving through their thoracic um spine these have an influence on everything around that spine so a lot of times when i train people it's like we need to do a shit ton of face pulls we need to do a lot of pulling because we're already here on our laptops doing our thing so all that musculature like that promotes posture and you gotta also think like we were looking at you know the erector spinae the paraspinals that are right underneath all the muscles up top they do have a correlation together when it comes to providing movement. So if all of those are weak, tight, whatever it is, then 100% your thoracic spine is probably not going to move that freely, right? So again, I can keep going on anatomy, but I think what we need to dive into is some exercise. So the big thing that we're going to look at is some thoracic mobility exercise that we should be doing every single day every single time we go to the gym, every time we warm up, because it's going to provide um, some relief and possibly improve our long-lasting mobility. So when I get people moving, so my biggest thing is a combo move, and I think I've posted this before. So rib rolls, open books, and arm sweeps. We're going to dissect this quite a bit. So there we go. In this position, I have my knee here on top of the roller. The reason why I put a roller, or sometimes in my videos you'll see me um, have my knees stacked with a yoga block in the In between is to ensure that my lumbar spine doesn't go into rotation. Because what we're trying to do is keep the lumbar spine neutral while the thoracic spine moves. So in this position, I'm solely just working thoracic rotation because the rib roll, how I have my right hand, is holding onto my rib cage. And this also provides me some feedback. So when I try to rotate I'll know if I'm cheating if I start letting my hand slide across my body. So I'm literally holding my entire rib cage and you might not go that far because one, your thoracic spine can only rotate to 45 degrees if it's perfect. So in this sense, we're just trying to actively rotate to our end range. So here I go, rotate across, try not to let the hand slip. And the big thing here too is what I'll do with people is also teach them how to breathe. So if I take a deep belly breath through the diaphragm here and learn how to exhale, I'm also reinforcing to my nervous system that in these positions to, you know, use my thoracic spine, I don't have to be super tight. So if you think about it, if I'm sitting all day and everything is kind of just jammed up, if I add in some diaphragmic breathing and trigger into my body that, you know, it doesn't have to stay tight then adding movement that allows me to move my thoracic spine is going to just enhance it a little bit more so now i'm going into a more dynamic position where i'm going to have more line of pull so i'm still moving uh, my thoracic spine but now i'm adding a little bit more rotation in the opposite direction going forward here and then also coming across the body just like that. So. Again you can have this hand but you know my door is obviously in the way to a fully extended position but I've had a lot of instances and situations where you know someone who sits a lot and they try to open up they can't get down to the ground like I am in this video so their shoulders popped up like this and like, it puts on a lot of tension. Like me even doing this, I'm starting to feel like kind of numbing, tingling in my fingers. So I'm like yanking on my brachial plexus. So having a bent position like this is gonna help relieve that. Cause remember like anytime we extend our lever, which is like in this case, the arm, it's gonna be more difficult. And again, like letting gravity just fall with all of this is gonna put more tension on there. But if I just cut it in half, it's gonna be a little bit easier. Um, That being said, you also want to make sure your head, when you rotate, follows the hand. Because if I do this, I'm now putting, again, tension on that brachial plexus. So now we're just letting gravity kind of do its job. Another thing to note is I've had a lot of people where, because they're so stiff, them trying to hold their head up like in this video and the entire time is going to put a lot of tension up in here so again yoga block to support the head to just focus on that thoracic spine so as we kind of get through these open books so we did rib rolls first open books we're going to get into something called arm sweeps so we have the hand in contact with the ground the entire time and again because we're talking about the spine definitely watch this my low back series part two um i compiled basically all my low back episodes into one giant episode um this is part two where i have a lot more hands-on video stuff like this whereas part one was just me in my car talking about low back pain So if you wanted to listen to something, part one is really good. If you wanted to watch something, part two is really good. So I highly recommend watching this. So arm sweep, we're adding a more dynamic movement to also include kind of like the front side musculature of the chest. Because again, if we're here all day, all of this stuff is going to stay tight and pull us in. So rib open books, arm sweeps are kind of my go-to when it comes to getting people's thoracic spine to move a little bit better. And honestly, I do it every day. And the amount of cracks, pops, everything like that is ridiculous. So more reason for everyone else to do the same thing. Now, to get into another form of movement for the thoracic spine is extension. Because all of us live in flexion all day, and we need to be able to move the spine in the opposite direction. Um, I think I did this wrong. And I can't spell extension for some reason. Also, for those who haven't um, subscribed to my YouTube channel. I can't speak YouTube channel. 100% you guys should do it right now. Um, Okay, so you know what? I've played this one before in one of my previous episodes, so we're going to watch this one, the feet elevated version. So foam roller extensions, one of my favorite exercises, and I don't know why the quality is so poor. I guess that's it. So bear with me with this terrible quality video. Uh, So we have the foam roll under thoracic spine. And what we're doing here is trying to promote thoracic extension because most of us don't live and breathe in that position at all. So in this variation, I have my feet up at 90 degrees and there's a reason to it. When you place your feet and legs in this position, it naturally takes your lumbar spine and um, coccyx in a kind of forward flex position, because a lot of times when people do this extension piece, they'll get to a certain point. So like, I'm doing pretty good here, pretty good here. And let's go back a little bit. Uh, keep missing, it. there it is. So that's my end range for extension at right where my um, T-spine kind of starts. A lot of times when people are super tight here, they'll end up moving through lumbar spine. Like they'll be on the roller in this position and they think they're going, but really all they're doing is arching their lower back and thinking that they're getting nice and far. It's not whatsoever. And I see this with every single person that I work with as they think, because our bodies are really good at cheating movements. So this is kind of the game our body will play. Then what we'll do is kind of move up, because again, thoracic spine has 12 vertebrae. So we kind of want to, hit them all as much as possible. So same thing, getting some thoracic extension. And the reason why we don't put the roller on our low back is we don't have a rib cage there. And if we decided to place, I don't know, this could be like 60% of our body weight on there. Same goes with foam rolling. Like it's not going to feel good. And then you're just putting unwanted tension and stress onto our kidneys. So let's not do that. So, There's multiple different um, variations to this one. So, the video I didn't show that I said I showed before is having the feet down on the ground. A little bit harder to feel if you're doing it yourself, if you're cheating. Here, you at least get some like lockout of lumbar spine. The other option, too, is like if I had my feet on the ground going into a glute bridge and then trying to do thoracic extension, that tends to work as well. Um, Let's move on because we're kind of running out of time here and this thing needs to move out of the way before. And My mouth is getting super dry because I feel I'm talking way too much. So another um, exercise I tend to do quite a bit is um, T-spine cars. See, I did not type that in right. Um, let's go with this guy. Because there's a lot of variations. But this variation in particular, and I showed this before, but I'm gonna, Turn off the sound so it doesn't interfere. So in this position, we're in a tall kneeling position, and both of my toes are tucked underneath. My knees are wider than my hips on purpose, and I'll tell you why in a second. So what I want is, again, zero movement through lumbar spine and maximal uh, movement through the thoracic spine. So when you think about it, if I were to squeeze my ass as hard as possible in this position, my lumbar spine is probably not going to move anywhere. It's the moment where you have no tension on your glutes and you're kind of just like loose noodle. The low back's going to move because a lot of times when people do thoracic spine, cards for the first time, especially standing, they kind of use their whole body and not actually through their thoracic spine so i figured out at least i figured out um is that if i get into a tall kneel position i go wider with my knees i dig my toes into the ground as hard as possible i squeeze my ass as hard as possible now i'm not going to move through my lumbar spine as much as possible um and then the other component i brought into is i'm holding onto the yoga block so i kind of interlace my fingers and i'm pulling it across so now i'm getting kind of get all the muscles involved posteriorly, 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 holy crap, I can't talk today, um, that are activated in certain movements that, you know, your thoracic spine is um, involved with. And that's what I want to do is constantly utilize muscles that are involved at the, area that I'm trying to move as much as possible. So I threw in this yoga block to add that added feedback because a lot of times when you're trying to get people learning how to move through their thoracic spine, they have like no idea what that is, how it's supposed to move, how it's supposed to feel. So I'm trying to add a stimulus into the environment so your body kind of learns faster and you learn faster of what we need to do the next time. So... When you look at the movements of the spine, which we went over in part one, it can do flexion, it can do extension, it can do rotation, and it can do lateral flexion. T-spine CARs cover all of that. So if we are only moving our thoracic spine into flexion all day, because that's all we know and all we do, then probably rotation, extension, and lateral flexion is probably not going to move that well either. So we need to add the stimulus to... Reteach essentially how to do it. So, in this position, I'm going to forward flexion, going to rotation, lateral flexion, going into extension over to the other side and mimicking that same movement where we just did. And then we're going to go back. This, once you've actually figured out how to do the amount of pops and cracks you get from your spine that's been stiff all day from sitting is ridiculous so if you needed a cheap way of going to a chiropractor this is probably one of the best ways to do it but it's never going to replace it but this would be huge for um, anyone when it comes to improving thoracic spine so what i'm going to kind of leave here with. And I think I'm gonna stop it there. Um, let's stop the screen share and let's get back to me. Is a lot of times people focus on the stuff that they're really good at and never focus on the stuff that they're really bad at. So nine out of ten people, terrible, terrible thoracic mobility never works on it. You know, a typical person in their warm-up will kind of just swing their arms around and do one of these and let's crack my back. And then they'll go into some sort of heavy workout or whatever it is. And they never address what's actually causing them, you know, either pain or preventing them from seeing success. So the biggest thing for me is like, I get a lot of people where one it's either they're like so broken that they need help and like rebuild. But a lot of times I get a lot of um, higher end amateur lifters that have hit a huge plateau and they don't know why. And we do a quick assessment and I find out saying this case, cause we're talking about it, thoracic mobility sucks. And funny enough, their back squat sucks, but everything else is fine. So it's like, when you look at the requirements of the back squat, thoracic extension is one big one. So what do you think I'm going to be doing with this person? A shit ton of thoracic extension stuff. So a lot of times, people just don't focus on what they actually need to do. And then they keep doing the same things over and over and over again. And you wonder why they're not seeing success. So really, like, if you think about what my job is, is like to figure out why you're not seeing success, give it to you on a silver platter and see if you're going to take it or not. And most of the time, if people are smart and they see and they're self-aware, they'll be like, oh my God, yes, thank you so much for figuring this out. A lot of times they're just like, yeah, you know, that's cool, but I'm gonna continue doing my bicep curls and overhead pressing and my shitty back squats, and then they never get better, All right? So I'm just trying to showcase. The things that are like literally lowest hanging fruit because sometimes I'll do an assessment. There's like so much shit that's going on. But like the lowest hanging fruit is like, let's just get your T-spine moving better. And so many things are going to probably clear up. And it's probably going to influence all the other stuff that I've seen in your assessment that we need to work on. But a lot of times people don't want to put in the work. So... Again, if you have pain in your thoracic spine when you do rotation, flexion, and extension, then yeah, you need to go see a physio, chiro, or somebody first, and then work on all this mobility stuff, because they're also going to give you some exercise to do. But uh, I'm going to end it there, because I feel like I could keep talking, and I definitely went over my time, but um, thoracic spine, so important so 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 important and next week we're going to get into the lumbar spine which is going to be huge um if you guys have any questions feel free to reach out definitely hit the show notes add me on facebook add me on instagram watch this video subscribe to my youtube channel and put your name down for my new book i'm going to be releasing the uh, official release date this week get excited for it. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. I can't wait for you guys to experience what I have in store. That's it for me. Until the next time, you guys.